Welcome to our Forever Young Podcast, where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young, because you're never too old to become younger. My name is Christiana Eggy. And my name is Sherry Marichu. Hi, Sherry. Hi, Christiana. I see we have our good friend, Dr. Odiatu, with us again today. How are you doing, Dr. Odiatu? I'm doing great. I was so looking forward to this. I know that everyone likes to get things going and and you both approach topics with such a freshness. I couldn't wait to be part of it. Oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> so for those of you who do not know Dr. Odiatu, he's a practicing dentist in Toronto, Canada. He's also the author of The Miracle of Health. He's a professional member of the American College of Sports Medicine. His passion for health has sent him across the skies to England, Canada, US, the Bahamas, Bermuda, Denmark, and Norway, where he has given over 400 lectures. Not even the pandemic was a deterrent for Dr. Odia to, <laughs> he was still <laughs> out there. So, and also he has been an invited guest to over 400 radio and television shows from Atlanta to Alaska. He's also an NSCA certified personal trainer, a no-nonsense certified boot camp instructor that I would not ask to have. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Oh, that's funny. Well, every time we have Dr. Odiatu on with us, we always have a great discussion. And today is no different. So remember back in 2019, pre-pandemic, when everything just felt right? You felt good about yourself, work, your family life. Everything was great. You just felt great. That's the power of a healthy mindset. And today we're going to talk about how to get ourselves back to that feeling. So now I'll invite all of our guests and friends to grab a tall, refreshing glass of water, maybe with some berries and lemon, and take us for a walk as we talk about cultivating and sustaining a healthy mindset. So, Dr. Odiatu, it's nice to discuss this topic with you. <laughs> Sherry and I often talk about, you know, healthy mindset. We sort of skip around the main topic, but we think that today you can bring some meat into it. We're going to dive into the real core of mindset with you. For example, when Sherry and I talk, we talk about things like purposeful movement, and, you know, eating all the colors of the rainbow and those gigantic bowls of salads, avocado, olive oil, and <laughs> all that. So, but today we want you to talk to us more about healthy living and mindset. Okay. I guess a big part of getting fit and getting healthy and reclaiming your energy is much more than strategies. I think people always think there's, there's an exercise I'm missing, or there's a superfood that I don't have, or I need I need a certain kind of trainer. Meanwhile, a huge part of getting fit, getting healthy, and having success is adjusting your set of the sale, your attitude, your level of expectation. So I really do feel, and I guess this is the topic that we we've chosen today is mindset. You know, what you, what are your beliefs and what are your preconceived notions? And what's holding you back from having that flat stomach and buns of steel and the bright eyes, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it's so easy to latch on to something. Like I have a really good friend who's into intermittent fasting, right? And so I think, oh, that is gotta be the key because you know I work out regularly, I move my body, I eat well, but maybe I need to add intermittent fasting. So how do I, I guess, how do people know? Like, yes, maybe I need to eat more blueberries or, you know, I need to add one more hour of sleep or maybe I need to have a nap in the afternoon. Like there's so many different things. And I think that we're just sort of adding to our lists as opposed to, like you said, changing your mindset. Yeah, I, I like that. And I, I think, I guess what we always thought if you had the secrets of the of human history, all your problems would be solved. And the internet's given us that. Like anything you need to know, like Elon Musk says, you could teach yourself to do anything, of course, except brain surgery online. You know, if you can teach yourself anything. So we now have access to all the secrets, the flat stomach, the, the best hair, the, how to have white teeth without going to the dentist. Like what's the bleaching solution? However, it doesn't make you do it. And there's still that element of procrastination. And there's still the element of, it's called paralysis by analysis, right? So I, I think is, I think, what happens is with the internet and the online world and the multiple experts, everyone championing their version of a diet, you know, keto, paleo, vegan, lacto, lacto ovo, flexitarian, we get confused. I remember a, a psychologist named John Ezo, I-Z-Z-O. He said, human beings are very poor parallel processors. We like doing one thing. Either or is a better choice than 17 different things. So that being said, we have too much choice. There's too many diets. And we've never had this much overweightness, obesity, mental illness, dementia, depression, anxiety. But we have access to information that kings and queens and emperors did not have 100, 500, 3,000 years ago. We're confused. It's too much, too much. Yes. And then, you know, you think about the saying, show me your friends and I'll tell you where you've been five years. But sometimes just being amongst positive minded people does not really help you if your mindset is not actually mending to what's happening around you. If you if you, you could be with all these billionaires, but if you think you're going to be poor forever, you're going to remain poor. So well, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I, I, was, I was thinking something about mindset and the power of the mind and belief. In medicine and supplements and what's working, the, the placebo effect is the most studied of all scientific ways of looking at medicine and supplements because every drug and supplement is compared to a placebo. So there's tons of thousands, millions of studies with placebo. And the placebo is the power of the mind. If you're set up to feel that this is going to work or not work, you will lower or increase your expectation. So they, they talked about, it was called, there was a milkshake study back in, it was done at Yale. And it was one of the, the first of its kind. And there was two kinds of shakes. Actually, I believe not, there was only one kind of shake. But one group, they told it was very fattening and lots of sugar. Another group, they said it was very healthy for you. Well, anyone who had the milkshake that they thought was fattening, actually, they had different metabolic changes that, their body responded differently to their expectation of the fat shake. Meanwhile, it was the same as the healthy shake. Just goes to show you how strong our mind is to impact how their hormones and digestion and feeling of satisfaction happen. The power of the brain affects our, 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 our metabolism. This is, this is wild information. So this Yale study with milkshakes was one of the first of its kind to show how if you think 
fry, if you think having fries with poutine, you know, in Canadian with poutine on it, if you think poutine with cheese covered fries is a toxic meal and you feel guilty eating it, you'll have more adverse effects and I can because I can get away with it. And if your feeling is joyful, you'll have less of an adverse metabolic change than someone who feels guilty eating their fries. That's amazing. I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> even if you eat unhealthy, but you have that powerful mindset that those French fries are gigantic bowls of salad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yesterday I had onion rings. I will not lie to you. I had onion rings. I felt nothing about having them. I was just like, I just feel like having onion rings with this burger today. And hey, now I know it wasn't that bad for my body. But that's yeah, okay yeah. though, Sherry. Like I often tell you, once in a while is good. You can right. indulge, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's sure. when you do it every day that yes. there's a problem because you eat relatively healthy so having hamburger you know the odd time is just perfect but, but, but so nowadays though with the online world 18 year olds wanting to look good 50 year olds 60 year old madonna's coming back on tour we're so obsessed with perfection and doing all or nothing the minute we have some onion rings oh i'm such a bad girl i remember i was doing some lifestyle coaching for people a few years ago and this lady said I was so bad yesterday. I was a really bad girl. I'm like, what did you do? Rob a bank? No, I had some <laughs> chips. Chips. <laughs> chips. So we condemn ourselves to failure because for chips, um, yeah. food, there's two parts of food, hedonistic or pleasure and function. You can have both. You can enjoy a salad or you can think it's a punishment from, from Jack LaVine. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love that whole power of the mind because I think this is how we can trick ourselves, right? Into if you're not there yet, like it's easy to trick yourself into a new mindset or a new way of thinking. And I know a lot of people, especially in the last few years, have started gratitude journaling, right? Mm -hmm. Starting every day thinking about things that they're grateful for or ending the day with things that they're happy that for that happened that day. And I think it's a great way to shift your mindset from, especially with all the depression that we've been feeling since being shut down and alone and not together. I I think it's a great way of doing that. And if I think that if like with practiced and repetitive gratitude journaling or even just saying it out loud or however you want to feel gratitude or bring it into your life, it's a great way of changing your mindset. And I think it it keeps me happy. I every morning I start with a walk and and I think about all the things that I'm grateful for. Wow. Wow. And, I, and you hear about that, though, like, you know, uh, Wallace Waddles, it's called The Science of Getting Well. It was written in 1912. Mm-hmm. And Think or Grow Rich, you know, from 1937. Gratitude is some of the biggest parts of getting more. And so I think what they talk about in the law of attraction, even in spiritual practices, anytime you're putting your focus on what you enjoy or what you love and what you're happy about, the universe or God or the God force energy gives you more of that. But when you or angry and hating your butt and hating your chin and hating your neck and my ears are too long. All the universe gives is more stuff to hate. So gratitude and feeling blessed and prayer is such a great way to have something. It's like when you have a friend who who, who loves your gift. All you want to do is give her more gifts. To, to <laughs> yeah, it's so true. So 
So <laughs> gratitude is a very attractive magnetic force that most of us don't use enough, I feel, even to get healthy as well as wealthy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. as you were speaking, Sherry, I was thinking that, you know, just thinking about in the along the lines of faith. You know, it's like they say, fake it till you make it. Like, you know, when you have faith, even if you don't see something, but you're asking for it, but you have that mindset that you're going to get it, it often will happen because of that faith, right? So, yeah. you know, the 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 other thing that, you know, when, when you go from gratitude to maybe comparing your your life with other people, you know, it's like, you know, instead of being happy for this, like, okay, I'll give this example. You've been invited to be a bridesmaid and you're pretending to be happy for that person. <laughs> Meanwhile, you are going, mm, that should have been my husband. I should get that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they break up so I get him, right? So that <laughs> so that type of thing. So you should always be grateful and be mindful of your own life. Don't try to compare yourself to others because all our blessings come in different, you know, shapes and forms. So sometimes just it, by association with this person, you know, your blessing can trickle down to you too, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. comparing people, to, you're comparing yourself to other people's successes or whatever they're doing is not a positive way of living or thinking. Well, I think that's what, is happening with social media is that young people and maybe not just young people are comparing their lives to lives of people on the internet that aren't necessarily even real right Mm -hmm. like we only see the good who posts bad pictures like nobody does right (laughs) (laughs) Elon Elon Musk says that Elon Musk says and I never heard it captured so well before he said, you, the three of us know our good and bad. We're very familiar with the dirty house, our hair when it wakes up. But everyone puts their their staged house, their staged pictures, the best hair. They take 30 shots with a filter. So all we see is Kim K's good side. All we see is Justin Trudeau's perfect hair. All we see, we don't see the hair blowing. So, and I know my 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 hair dam. I'm wearing a scrub cap so I can, you can imagine the hair underneath here. So. I think, and I think Theodore Roosevelt said that um, comparison is a thief of joy. I could love my car and it's so clean until I'm thinking, I look, I look over at the traffic light. Oh my God, he's got the new version of it. You know, so comparison steals your joy for sure with physique or body or health, with money, with life in general. So comparison is bad. Like it's, it's, as human beings, we like to rank, but ranking really is a way not to, there only only can be one top person. But if someone has to be the best, it's going to be a life of competition and pain, you know, suffering. Yeah. So I know that like we talk a lot about being able to share how we can make our lives better, how we can stay forever young. But what happens when you have a very best friend? an aunt, an uncle, someone you love and you care about, and you see them not taking care of themselves. How do we help them grow without being punishing or (laughs) overbearing? That's a great question. I think 
how many spouses do, do, are, are both of them in shape or both healthy? It's pretty rare to have both in shape. Or do all you have is fit friends? But, you know, Wayne Dyer talks about judgment and helping people. And they talk about that if you truly do unconditionally love your friend, if you truly do unconditionally love your mom or your dad, why can't you let them live their life without judging them or have them think, I would love you more if you had if you ate more salads. I would love you more if you worked out just like me. And they feel judged. You know, my daughter who's 16 says, dad, don't judge me. You know, people feel judged very quickly. And then it makes them stay in that spot. Or if they are going to get healthy, they'll do it with a little bit of resentment or not feeling great about it. But or I really not do- want to, yeah, or not want to talk to you about it, right? Because they don't want to hear more from you. They just want to, you know, go somewhere else and get the information, which also could be not yeah. the best thing also, right? Because you don't know where they're getting their information from. Well, they'll spend less time with you. They'll plot and scheme to avoid you. Like, hey, my best friend is not really spending much time. Well, because every time you meet her, you question her workout or did you have breakfast today? Why are you drinking so much coffee? I still smell smoke on you. Hey, <laughs> unconditional love means I accept you where you are. And that's, it's a beautiful friendship to have. But who wants to feel judged? Yeah. You pay a coach, you pay a coach to judge you. You pay a trainer to judge you. Yeah. But you don't want your friend or spouse or mother or daughter to judge you. It's 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 not a paid relationship. Unconditional love means I love you where you are. I wouldn't love you more if you had a flatter belly or that kind of thing. But what if it's about, I love you so much, I don't want to see you hurt yourself. But but you can't, like we, Dr. Odiatu just said, there are ways you can do that because again, you'll be overbearing, like also you're being judgmental. Like, you know, that's your idea of health, right? Or what you want to see. It's oh, not well, right. my idea of health, but also science. Come yeah, on. Still, <laughs> like... there, are ways, there are ways to do that, though. You can do like you can actually, you know, try to impress upon them or try to. I don't even know how if you if you live with this individual, what you can do is maybe you can concentrate in on bringing in more healthy food to the house, you know, making them available. Yeah. Right. Or maybe if you're not living together, when you visit, you know, bring some things that are healthy, you know, create interesting and and, and tasty little, you know, healthy treats and just say, oh, this is so good. I just, you know, saw this recipe online and I think you should try it. I love it. Things like that. You can actually, you know, just. I don't know, just, you know, when people feel that you want something, it's just human nature, it's rebellion. Like, yeah, yeah no matter what age, you just don't want people <laughs> to tell you what to do. Oh, we don't grow out of our rebellion. Good no, to know. No, you don't. Actually, it's worse the older we get, right? So, you know, maybe say, hey, let's let's do something fun together. Let's start a new hobby. You know, let's yeah. dancing. Look for ways to insert their minds without letting them know what you're actually doing, but make it fun. Yeah, I like that. It's, I think they say a good coach has, you know, they say a good a good coach on a football team. There's 33 different players. There's 33 different ways that people get motivated. So, a good coach, one might like a bit of abuse, you know, verbally, uh, you're a little maggot, blah blah blah. Another might want encouragement. Another might work like criticism. So most of us only have one way to help people, my way or the highway, you know? <laughs> so if you do it by gentle nature, like when you think of, um, they talk about when you try and you have a wild horse and you want to tame it, 
you don't just take a stick and hit it with it. You kind of, they say a good horse whisperer stands in the corral and doesn't even pay attention and just kind of looks down and not threatening. And then the horse kind of comes close and you don't even touch it at that point. So there's ways to coach people like a horse whisperer. You should do it by direct way. I'm going to throw a saddle on you and beat you till you let me ride you. Or I have a one-year vision. I'm going to do it without even telling you. I'm just going to look like I'm having so much fun exercising and never tell you how good my salad is. But one day she'll say, hey, Sherry, a salad's that good? Yeah, no, they're pretty good. I'm I'm, I'm not sure if I have enough for you. Well, could, could I have a bit of it? No, you know, I'm not sure. You know, I can have a bit then. And now they're eager. Now you have a willing co-conspirator. So I think most of us only have one way to force a mom or force a sister or a dad or a son to exercise. My way, the highway. And a good coach has multiple ways to motivate people around him. So if think like an NFL coach or an NHL coach. There's many ways to motivate people on a team. You know That is true because with me, I know, especially when I've been trying to get someone to, to do what I'm doing, like maybe I'm taking a supplement that I think is so good for me and stuff like that. And I know my loved one don't want to do it. I just keep saying so many good things, how I'm feeling, you know, oh, I feel so much more, so much more energetic, you know, I, I sleep so well. And then they start asking, really, you know, can I have some? <laughs> no, I, I like that approach. I think that motivating friends is a big factor. A lot of fit people might not have any fit friends. Mm-hmm. So, and unless they ask, why am I telling someone what I do all day? It almost becomes annoying. And I know when I first started exercising and lifting weights back as a teenager, I made sure everyone knew that I ate lean meat and everyone knew I had a salad. Now I think how novice I was, but at least I was 18. But you get someone now who gets in shape at 30 or 60 or 70. If you Once you become evangelical, it's annoying unless people invite you into the life and say, please help me. Or you're a trainer and then you, you they, people pay you. But I think most friends and family want you as a friend or a son or a daughter first. They don't want the coach. You know, they want you as a human being. And then have them ask questions. But I think Albert Schweitzer, that that philanthropist, said the best teacher is living by example. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Be a reflection of what you want to teach. Let people see how you look and then ask what you are doing different. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think Mm -hmm. that's another way to entice people to join. Yes, Yes, absolutely. So what about exercise as part of a healthy mindset? Well, there's two ways. A lot of people think you have to be fit to start exercising. But wherever you are, the minute you stand more, they talked about there's an enzyme called LPL, lipoprotein lipase. This enzyme is 10 times more active and it takes blood and sugar out of the bloodstream into the working muscle for energy. So simply standing could be considered exercise. I just saw Health Canada had an announcement today on television. And they said maybe exercise bites or small, short bursts of exercise throughout the day gives you mental health and very good for emotional control and could be better for you than doing a one-hour extended steady-state workout at one time. So, But I think with exercising, once you start doing a little bit, I think celebrate all just beginning. Most people think, I'm not going to celebrate till my marathon. Well, the fact that you bought runners at the Runner's World, the fact that you you, you hired a coach. The fact that you started walking, celebrate. Some people think, no, until I do a marathon, which is going to be four years from now. 
So I think most people wait until it's perfect to celebrate. Why not celebrate getting the sneakers? Celebrate walking a mile first before you celebrate for the 26 mile run. So I think most of us are punitive and very hard on ourselves, which has no place in fitness. Mm -hmm. It should be a gentle journey, not (laughs) an abusive ride to the finish line. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like some days it is so hard to get up off the couch or like move my body, but you know, I need, I want to celebrate those days even more because at the end of the day, after you do exercise, you feel so much better and your body thanks you for it. So, I mean, I'm happy to celebrate each one of my workouts. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> and there are many of those, Sherry, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I think many people, you know, if I want to work out, for, I'm thinking, oh, I want to work out for half an hour today or an hour. But I think, ah, an hour. But they said that one trick is, I'm just going to go into the gym and sit on the bike and read my emails. That's all I'm going to do. I'll read my emails on the bike. I'm pedaling slow. I'm 10 minutes now in the session of bike. You know what? I finished my emails. You know what? I'm going to get on the floor and do some push-ups. And now 30 minutes later, I've done my workout. So yeah. we need to give ourselves permission just to have a bite of it and make it easy. And usually we find you feel so good, you end up doing the 20 or 30 minutes of the hour simply by default. But people think, oh, an hour, I can't do an hour. I'm just going to put my runners on and sit in the gym and watch CNN. Okay, I might as well sit on the bike and pedal a bit. And I think health can sneak up on you quicker for the average person than all or nothing race to the beautiful transformation that we see on these Instagram and Facebook posts. Oh, this this lady lost 100 pounds. Oh, this lady lost 200 pounds. Hey, I'm just going to go and get a salad at Loblaws. I've never bought a salad. Oh, look at that. I bought a salad at Loblaws. High five for myself. I don't usually buy salads. I usually go to the drive-thru and get myself a burger and fries. So I think if we celebrated more often, it would be more fun or sustainable journey to health. Yeah, I think so too. And even, and also adding variety in there as well, that I think that really helps as well, because some days you don't feel like running. Some days you don't feel like lifting weights, but you know what? Yesterday yoga was perfect. That's exactly what I needed. And I was able to get some strength in there and, and, and a good healthy mindset. Right. So, um, and I, I think that helps as well. And, and sometimes we fail and when we fail, we should use it as an encouraging stepping stone rather than throwing in the towel. So maybe you signed up, though consistency is is key, but you signed up for the gym at the beginning of the year and you had a rough week and you did not go. So now you think, okay, you are done. I think just, you know, getting back and getting started again is important. So let failure not deter you, actually let it be an encouragement. I think though a lot of, you're right though with that. I think most people who don't exercise think failure, I'm a bad person. We talk about, you know, Thomas Edison with 10,000 tries to get a light bulb. And uh, there's a lot of athletes with a good coach, or if you have a good mindset, failure, you just learned how not to do it. There's a, there's a French entrepreneur online. And I, I love the way he said, most people think failure is being bad, or you didn't get the results you wanted. And now you're a bad person, or you did it wrong. But he said, use it as a way to encourage refinement. Now I know three ways not to get fit. If you tried four ways to diet and it hasn't worked out well, 
hey, maybe it could be the fifth way. And I think most of us don't appreciate the spirit of adventure. And I think it's like when you go to a movie, if someone told you the ending at the beginning, it's called a spoiler. You like the highs, if the highs and the lows and the ups and downs of a movie makes it more interesting. And many people, when they post about their anniversary and I met the love of my life or we've been together three years or five years through the highs and the lows, who says I met the love of my life and it's been amazing since day one? It doesn't exist. But somehow we, 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 we want our, our fitness journey to be amazing from day one. No one's had an amazing since day one fitness journey, marriage or business experience, you know, so I'll, accepting failure or not getting the result as not as being bad as, but another stepping stone forward, you know, one way to look at it. Yeah. I do like that. And, and I think too, like, there's all kinds of fitness failures and stuff that you can have last year. I thought, you know what, my goal for the year is going to be, I'm going to be able to do a pull up. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. So, you know, back to the drawing board, I've got to do more back exercises. In all honesty, I didn't work that hard towards that goal. So maybe that's one thing I need to think about more, right? <laughs> you were planning on a marathon for your birthday or some, what were you planning? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. So for my birthday, a bunch of my friends and I this year were going to do a 5K walk. And one of the four of us doing this 5K walk actually runs. So we're like, as a joke, we're like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll run with her. And I was telling Christiana this, and now she thinks that I should run this 5K. And no. <laughs> it's your goal. You walk into us. See? No, maybe we could have a timed goal for the 5K. Sherry, when I keep just pounding on you to do this run, tell me how you feel about it. You know, when you start resenting me. I will tell you that I've tried running before and it's not for me. Mm -hmm. But how would you feel though if I keep telling you to run it? And I keep <laughs> encouraging you and I'm cheering you on, but you know you don't really want to do it. Is it going to start bothering you a little bit? Like Yes, it is. It's going to bother me for sure. Yeah, so that is how it is with our loved ones that we think are not too fit that we want to help them. <laughs> anyway. <Okay. laughs> All right, Dr. Odiatu, is there one thing that you would suggest to anyone out there who is ready, but they just don't know where to start? What's the first thing that they should do to change their mind? Well, one way is, is congratulate yourself for even beginning the journey. I think it's never too late to start. And it could seem kind of cliche, but exercise scientists have shown our muscles, and we have 600 of them, don't have any idea how old we are. All your muscles, or Christiana's muscles, or my muscles know is either I move a lot, which is youthful, or I sit a lot, which is aging. So the muscles are just ready. They're sitting there in escrow, waiting for you to pay them attention. And they reward you by getting more toned and healthier and stronger. So one takeaway is realize the human body is so forgiving, whether it's been 10 years since you exercised or six months or two weeks, the body is always waiting for you to pay it some attention. And immediately start paying some attention, the muscles respond because they have no idea how old you are. You, you, you might have 50-year-old knees, but your muscles that move those knees, move those joints, have no idea. So they are adaptable. So it is never too late to become fit again and enjoy that body of your dreams and your youth to be pain-free and healthy. 
it's wonderful to think of yourself as an ongoing work of art. So that shows appreciation and gratitude. And that journey to health is much more enjoyable if you look at it differently, to tweak that mindset to gratitude and moving forward with forgiveness instead of resentment and purgative all or nothing behaviors. That's yeah, awesome. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And, and, yeah. I think uh, the hardest part is to keep that in your mind, right? Like yes. that is the hardest thing, but it's something that you can keep reminding yourself of every day, right? Well, you need to listen to this podcast over and over again. You can never <laughs> you have a favorite movie, you like, you know, Witches of Eastwick, watch it again. You know, you yeah. like Rich Madison County, watch it again. Like this, no, uh, this, this one episode, it could be a game changer for, mm-hmm. for the listeners. Mm-hmm. That's yes. so true. That is. Thank you. Thank yes. you so much for joining us again today, Dr. Odiatu. It's always so great to chat. And I love the dynamic we build when in the three of us together when we're chatting. Yeah, so let's pleasure. remind all of our friends again where to find you on social media. Okay, I'm I'm on Instagram. I love Instagram. It's very youthful. I, my, my my youthful muscles want to want to share. So my my account is at so at Fit Speakers. I'm at, at Twitter Fit Speakers. I'm very active, posting two or three times a day. I, I enjoy direct messages. So Instagram and Twitter is probably the best place to interact with me, and I love it. I enjoy sharing. I enjoy sharing it. It helps me become a better athlete and human being, a child of the universe, because I'm always learning. That's wonderful. So it's been such a pleasant evening talking about healthy mindset. So I hope that our listeners will take one or two things away from this discussion and try to keep their minds healthy and, you know, continue to grow in positive ways. I'm Christiana Eggy. And I'm Sherry Marie Chu. See you next time on Forever Young. Until then, keep smiling because you're never too old to become younger. The Forever Young Podcast is created and produced by Christiana Eggy and Sherry Marie Chu. And it is produced and engineered by Elise Hill. The podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together. If you like the show, please tell your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are available every other Wednesday. Have questions? Email us at ourforeveryoungpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under Our Forever Young Podcast. Thank you for listening.